Is that a voice to yeah. be it like it's better than yours? Welcome to Outlandish, the podcast where we explore the funny side of sex and relationships, the good stuff and the bad. I'm Lisa Nash. And I'm Melanie Cameron. Each episode, we look at the hot topics everyone's talking about in the media relating to sex and relationships. Expect lots of laughs, a whole lot of real talk mixed in with some super special guests. And today joining us, we've got Emily Lavinia, who's the sex and relationships editor at The Cosmopolitan. We're going to be talking to her about the sexual power and how women can conquer sexual shame. So, pour yourself a glass of wine and get ready for a fun take on love and lust. Ooh. How are you, Lise? <laughs> oh, well, we were just thinking about this. Like, we were talking about it. Are we going to keep it like positive? Or we're going to tell the truth. Yeah, we're going to tell the truth, <laughs> which is, yeah, we're still tired. I said, I just said, what have we done since last week? And we were like, no, I'm still tired, more tired than last yeah, week. I seem very tired today. And also your ability to be able to use words seems yeah, worse than last they, week. Yeah, they're not, um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, I've got fog brain today. So, but I'm here. You're present and correct and correct yeah so um no do you know what i haven't done anything all weekend just chilled really no, to be I, I was thinking the same i didn't do anything i did watch a whole heap of tiktok uh because it was super bowl yesterday yes. in america now i don't i know zilch about the super bowl who was I playing who the, won um, the ben affleck little video yeah. yeah oh i might watch usher at half time yeah but but apart from that this is quite funny actually it's just, you know what it is i love the fact that um there's a massive focus around food for super bowl i was like this i could get on board with this um and i've seen so much stuff like so many celebrities and uh attended it and um and that's always the the visual nice thing as well isn't it and just to be able to watch them and stuff well but talking of food i've eaten a lot this weekend <laughs> and i've all i've done for the last month is actually speak about you know eating really healthy no sugar no alcohol which i'm sure you're all bored of now how's that working out for you lee well it's not going so well <laughs> <laughs> we just did a shot of tequila <laughs> We actually said that we weren't going to say that. You See, said that's we weren't going to say it. You said, oh, we better not talk about this because people will think we've got a problem. But we're just being honest, right? And I said no, because I think if most people were honest about their alcohol consumption, yeah, we so all we, So we basically done a shot of tequila and now we've got tequila and K, I was going to say K-O, I, but K-A. <laughs> exactly. The words, the letters, we're going to come to the acronym soon. <laughs> oh, you said it right. I know. In the, when we were talking right, in the right. press, you, what did you say? Acronym. Yeah. And she likes that. She likes it when I mess up my words. Again, it's just the fog brain. But going back on the food, yeah, I've just eaten a lot this weekend. I, I, did, I was quite impressed by your, uh, your, your eating today. I know. I'm a little I've, bit gel. I know. I've eaten quite a lot and it's carbs. And I think it definitely, It definitely, wasn't that. You, you said the magic word, Greg's. And I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> And, and prep. Oh, Basically, I, I got up this morning and normally I'm really organised in the sense of um, just organising my food, food prepping and that. And I didn't do anything and I was out all day. So I kind of literally went to Greg's and to Pret. And I didn't even go like, normally if I go to Pret, I'll have like a nice salad or something. But I literally just had a Swedish meatball. <laughs> <laughs> And then at Greg's, I had a sausage bean and, you know, the... Oh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the bakes. Yeah, I love them. 
I love a steak bake and a steak bake and a sausage roll. Oh, you can't beat it. I know. So Can basically we... I've had a lot of carbs and yesterday Wait, I had There's no a lot. Greg's open now. <laughs> I don't need a Greg's now. Oh no, I'm over. I'm over it all. But yeah, it, it definitely does make you feel a little bit more tired. I'm putting it down to that. Next week there'll be another story of why we're tired <laughs> and it won't be anything to do with food. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it's good to have those days anyway. Uh, as my nan used to say, a little of what you fancy does you good. Yeah. She was, my nan knew everything about everything. If she didn't have a saying, she'd make one up. Like she once said, well, there's always an end to a lump of string. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Neither I'm did be thinking she. about that now, the whole podcast. <laughs> but let's, <laughs> let, let's get a little lump of string out of my head. So um, this week we've been looking at our usual articles and there was um, one that I really liked, which is about, well, obviously Valentine's Day is coming up. So we're talking about... Oh, by the way, I just need to get this in. Mel's asked me not to read the articles. <laughs> so if I come across, like, I have no idea what she's talking about. That's why, because normally I like to do a little bit of research. But today she's asked me not to. So I will apologise in advance. <laughs> There's a reason for this. <laughs> it will all become apparent. Um, I thought you were going to talk about my outfit because you said that. Oh, my I gosh. Listen, Mike. So for all of our listeners, most people listen to us on Spotify or Apple. But if you go onto the YouTube, you can actually see that I'm sitting with my, with, a, with a school school person. She's literally just looked like she's come from school. She's got, she's got a, a, a white shirt on, some jeans and some trainers. I feel like I need to sign your shirt. It's like the, the last leaving day. <laughs> And obviously she's like Diddy. So she just, yeah, she looks like my little school friend today. Listen, on the last leaving day, it was sign your shirt and then we just egged and flowered everyone. So you might want to be careful if you want to sign my shirt. Okay. But I, I, I've just, all of a sudden I looked at myself and went, oh, it is a bit Kevin and Perry. <laughs> no, I like it though. But as you can see, we, we've both gone very plain today. I've got a plain black top and you've got a plain white. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Um, all right. So my first subject this week. Okay. Right, this one's quite wild. You know when you were a kid? Mm. Right. I can't really remember that far back, but yeah. <laughs> During the war. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter always says, Mum, when you lived on a farm, I'm like, no, I, I used to go on a farm when I was a child because all my family are Irish. They used to have big like, farms. But she actually thinks I grew up on a farm. My niece said to me, Auntie Mel, did they have TV when you were a little girl? Yes, they did. We only had four channels, yeah. but we did. And it's black and white. And, black and, white. <laughs> and sometimes, quite frankly, it was held together with um, a coat hanger of your area. I was that. And you used to have to just keep moving it around. Yeah. yeah. You, your dad would be stood there going, that's it, don't move. Yeah, don't Anyway, me only I can't stand like that's all, Nate. Come on. <laughs> uh, right. So the Guinness World Records was a massive thing when you were a kid, right? Yeah. yeah. You remember getting the albums and like the, it was a big thick book, and you'd be like, oh, I, I could get in the Guinness World Records. I didn't know that there is a sex-related section on the Guinness oh, World really? Records. There well, is. I'm not surprised actually. You're not. I was. Was you? Yeah. Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> we doing this podcast. <laughs> It's to do with sex. It's very true. I've got some things coming up in a bit. <laughs> oh, God, I dread to think, because I also was not allowed to read your articles this yes. week. So, okay. Um, so in this Guinness World Records, Guinness Book of... Guinness... <laughs> she definitely turned into me What today. is going on? The Guinness the book... World Guinness... <laughs> the Guinness World Book of Records. No. The World, World Book of Guinness Records. <laughs> 
Um, we oh, know what we mean. We went to school. I promise. Hold on. I've got to read it out now. Wait, let me get it. Up the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, that sounds like it might be right. Yeah. The, the Guinness Book of World oh, Records. I'm just going to give we're you d- that because. Yes, I we're going to move on. That sounds right. <laughs> anyway, in this. There is the largest collection of condoms. Oh, wow. <laughs> One man. <laughs> Are these all for humans, though? Well, I don't suppose anyone. <laughs> Imagine, like, a horse came to the shops. <laughs> nah. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I'm sure I read something about it. Like, We're going to move forward very quick. We're definitely not. Because wait a minute, you say your cat before it goes out. Now listen, don't forget your condoms if you're going to go running up and down them streets. I'm just thinking, you know, like no, you know, dangerous. like you know, like how a cat gets neutered or <laughs> <Neut-neuted>. like neutered. <laughs> Is it neutered? No, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it's neutered. neutered. Neuter. It's a newt. Ne- yeah, neutered. Anyway, that. But if they can't, <laughs> they want like you but know. What do you think the cat does? <laughs> gets a little condom out of his little wallet <laughs> that he's got wearing around his. Oh my god! Oh, I'm crying. Oh, actually. I can't. I can't. Well, yeah. So this man has got a collection of human. <laughs> Condoms. I never. There's a sentence I never thought I'd have to say. Um, he's got two thousand and seventy-seven. So what condoms? Yeah, <laughs> he's clearly not getting much of it. Bless him. Um, collectible <laughs> items. You what? They're collectible what items. They? <laughs> Must be all different flavors and sizes and well and textures. The oldest one is from eighteen hundred. Oh my god! Oh, this made me feel. A, this well, they actually had condoms back then. Well, this made me. Ooh, a little bit. Okay. It's, it was it was made from sheep's bowel. Oh. <laughs> See, that's where the cat draws the line. <laughs> no, <laughs> not putting this sheep's bowel on me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So uh, look he, at my eyes. They're just like <laughs> thinking. The most expensive pair of chicken fillets. Now, uh, girls will all know about the chicken fillets. They're the little things that go in your bras. To give you a bit of cleavage and a bit of push up, um, and they look a bit like chicken fillets. Mm. Well, they used to. The most expensive were sold for five thousand dollars, and they belonged to Marilyn Monroe. Oh my gosh! I would buy them to have what they what they actually in her breasts before <laughs> they, they were. <laughs> they were... You can't make it up. <laughs> no, but oh no, it's not like. That'd be wrong, actually, isn't it? Oh, they were just like, did they? So they were like, like bra in. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But what I was thinking. <laughs> God, no, please tell me no, what you were thinking. Um... We'd all like to know what <laughs> she's thinking. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, because she did her. But I actually thought they were like hers, but like breast. Well, I think. Um, you know, like, obviously, boob job kind of thing. Well, but it I wasn't think, actually. I think we all, even, even if you've got a good pair of boobs, sometimes you want that little bit of lift up. Yeah. Do you know what? I remember my first pair. Back in the day, when I first got them, they cost me two hundred and fifty quid. Really? Yeah. They were they were like a brand new thing out. See, when I was young, I just put a pair of socks down there. Yeah, well, th- but these were like 
They were so amazing. Where and are they? Can I borrow them? <laughs> I don't even know what happened to them. I probably lost £250, one. I'd still have them. I probably left one at an after party somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but they were. I went to Dickinson Jones and mm. they actually fitted me for them. Oh, really? 250 quid. And I remember being at Charlie Chan's one night uh -huh. and um, my friend went, Mel. One popping out slightly, yeah. It looked like a bit of chicken was popping out the top of my of my bra. But yeah, they were awesome. Or oh, 250 quid. Well, they, Not they, quite they'd want to be, yeah. They'd want but, to be for that price. Um, and the other thing that's mm -hmm. in the Guinness World Book, Book of Guinness Book of World Records. That's it. Why can't I say that? Um, is the most frequent sex, and that's 50 times in three to four hours. Who the hell would do that? He's got to be on Viagra. Well, it's not a human. Oh! <laughs> so it might be one of your friends, your animal friends, because <laughs> it's using their condom. <laughs> and it's the scaly cricket from Australia. That bad boy but, but, can but, get it on 50 times in three to four hours. So where does this this um, kind of research come back? I come don't from know. David Attenborough? I like don't really know. really kind of like... I, I don't know, but... I mean, that's that's a lot that's in three some, to four hours. That's based, quick to and then what work. happens after? <laughs> he sleeps for a week. <laughs> Depends how much he likes her, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> he might means. hang about. He might get an Uber and be gone. <laughs> I don't know. And that's it. That's the and end that's of it. my stories. <laughs> right, okay. So I've got one that we're going to be talking about. And this, I've actually got some quite strange stories, but each of their own. So I'm going to read about it and you can tell me what you think. Okay. okay? So in America, yeah. Starts they, every good story. Yeah, they, they do do it here as well, I might add. But basically people pay up to £300 to dress up in baby diapers. So there's actually this, um, it's, it's like, um, actually we're going to use this word here, acronym. Um, so it's ABDL and it stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lovers. So, yeah, they've got a diaper spa in America. I know. It is actually, I don't want to say because obviously there's people that are, you know, that are into it. And, and like I said, each their own. But, um, but yeah, it's a baby spa. I mean, there has been some controversy about it, I might add, because obviously there's neighbouring people that live near this spa and they're a bit concerned, obviously, with adults going there. I don't know whether they actually leave in their diapers, but <laughs> is it? Can they see them? But the but there has off? been yeah some obviously some comments about that. But it actually goes back to a lot of a lot of people speak about it and they say that it's not necessarily a sexual thing. It can be for past trauma. So um, I know that which kind of made me think. Okay, that's fair enough. And it, you know if if someone wants to explore that of going back to how they felt when they was a child, then um, yeah. So. Like I said, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Apparently, there's nothing sexual about it, even though. So wait, so. But it's, it's also a place that there's, it, 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 they're safe and there's no judgment. So, it, it, I mean, obviously, I, it, obviously, it's a, it's some kind of fetish. Yeah. So that's where I can't mm. like. That's where like I get if it's a place and it's safe and and you know. And I've just dribbled. <laughs> Can I have a bib? <laughs> If you could see our engineer, he's just going like this. Joey, they just come up. He's just shaking his head because no matter how often he records us, he's, he's always someone. We disappoint him me. every week. 
<laughs> Sorry. But, um, <laughs> but there's also, like, when you go there, there's lots of things that you can do. So you get your snacks. <laughs> what? You get your what? You get snacks. <laughs> you get bibs. <laughs> Talk about the bibs. Wait, I mean, go back to the snacks. <laughs> what do we get for I guess snacks? they'll just be like, you know, like, I'm healthy... Cheese crisps. <laughs> what did you say? Well, you know, like kids like snacks, don't they? So listen, let's not mock this too much. Okay, so they get, they get, they get snacks. They get playtime. They get story time. They get, <laughs> <laughs> they get cuddles. They get nursery rhymes. Um, they do a little sing along. They get playtime as well. So anyway, so that is my story of the week. So talking about the diaper spa, um, crying once again. So we're going to talk about another one. Unless you've got any, <laughs> yeah, have you got any comments, Mel? Anything that you'd I like? Just, look, you know what? Again, each to their own, and, and I, I, we genuinely mean that. Um, it's it's just <laughs> I think when it's something that's quite a little bit far out there it's it's hard to i'm trying to know <laughs> i know like what mel says i second now we no, genuinely no you know judgment that, of course not because it's something that we i we don't necessarily understand um but also like they do talk a lot about it being like you know helping with trauma and, I do get and that. heal so so I do, if that I, works then you know that's I amazing when you get that like yeah. if you've not had sorry i just really spoke over you then that's all right um, everybody <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new there. Pots and kettles. Pots and kettles. Um, no, I think if 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 you've had a particularly traumatic childhood and that can give you some sort of peace, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm just not sure why you would need to be in a diaper or a nappy, as we say here. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, if you've got any views on it, please do let us know. <laughs> Um, right, moving on. Moving okay. on. Yeah. So my second story, I've got the, I've got you know quite strange stories this week. This one's about the Amazonian like warriors. Okay. So um, this is like about giant women. So six foot, seven foot, and um, yeah. So they're like the mythical goddesses. So there's a massive thing that you know, like the giant giantess um, hashtag on TikTok. Um, you've got uh, giant giantess crush. They get one billion views. What? So there's a lot of men out there that are loving big women. Um, it does kind of well, um, me out give there. us a whole new meaning to larger than life, doesn't it? <laughs> that's me out the equation. Yeah. I was going to um, say, yeah. How, five how foot, tall are you? Five foot two and a half. And when you're five, only five foot two, that half... Makes all the difference. I th I'm not sure if there's there's like a um, like a limited size, but I do think it's like six foot plus, like seven foot. Yeah, well, I, I'm. Way no, you game. need a couple I'm, more. Foot. Uh, yeah, I'm a Polly Pocket over here. Yeah. I'm a borrower. So, so it's it's all about the size kink, you know. So it's another okay. it's another kind of fetish. Um, obviously. It's our favourite topic. We love talking about fetishes. Yeah, we love a um, kink. So just, just think basketball player, female basketball player. Okay. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, I suppose, you know, if you think about it, you go back to, you know, like if you've got on these dating apps and stuff that yeah. women do put like a size for men. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's the other way kind of round. You know, men are going like, I want 
a very large woman. Um, but I think there are, there is some crawling involved as well. So it's what? kind of like... <laughs> Wait a minute. So See, this was all very <laughs> like, yep, get this, makes sense. Yep, it's all women, I, th- I, I, I think, again... Crawling. I think like they get down on all fours and they kind of crawl around. So I, I'm not quite sure if I got that one right. But like, <laughs> no, they are. There's, um, so I don't know. No, it's, it, it, must, it must be a dominance thing. I'm, I'm going to say it's a dominance <laughs> thing. So like, it's, it's like a form of submission, isn't it? Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, but wait, the, but the, that's the woman. If the woman's on all four, surely she's submitting, doesn't Well, maybe man? it's more pet play. <laughs> <laughs> are you just making shit up now? I feel You've very close to animals today. <laughs> Oh, but make sure that animal's wearing a condom, least. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I am. Um, but also, the other thing is, you know, like when we talk about, I think when we had one of our guests on here, um, before when we was talking to her and about um, doing the voice on the kind of sexual role play, and we was like, oh, you earn that much money. And it was a residual income. Yeah. Well, this, apparently, the whole, um, like, being a giant... Test. I'm not sure why I'm telling you because you never apply. <laughs> but it please is, tell me how I can yeah. never make this amount of money. <laughs> but it's the th- third highest earning capacity on Pornhub. <gasps> Wait. So there's there, there's lots and lots of men out there. Is wanting... it? Is it higher <laughs> or lower than cake sitting? <laughs> I'm going to say, well, there's a billion views on TikTok. The pe- apparently, people are really loving it. So they're looking what, for... What's, what is... Does, the... does that actually include... Does that? Can you be tall like if you wore platforms? Look at it asking for a friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the friend. <laughs> I need to be on tilt <laughs> even to be in with a chance. So I don't know, but listen... Wonderful. Fair play to all those tall women that are out there. Yeah. Um, get yourselves on Pornhub. <laughs> Listen, and also to all of those men, women, non-binary that are out there living mm. their best lives on and making their peas on but you know what, Pornhub and OnlyFans. Good luck yeah, to you. But you know what, who said that you have to be, you know, like it's always been that stereotypical, you get a taller man with a, with a shorter woman. Who says that it can't be the other way around? Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... I mean, I don't know. I'm saying that it, like it, I know. In 2030, we're going to see the, the dynamics change. Do you think? Yeah. I quoted it first. <laughs> you heard it here first yeah. from Lisa Nash. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's enough of my weird stories for today. I'm <laughs> just going to take a minute before we yeah. bring our guest on. Well, do you know what? I, I actually, I, I feel like I'm learning so much. Oh, no, me doing too. Doing this podcast. Me so. too. And as much as we laugh, because... We don't want it to be, be people to think it's weird. It's some of it is just funny and in jest. Yeah. Look, I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole because I laughed a lot of the time. I know we do laugh, but it is like we're just we're, we're learning new things, and I think you know sometimes. Where's my snacks? Yeah. <laughs> your playtime, your nursery rhymes. I'm gonna play them later. But let's move on and speak to our wonderful guest, Emily. Emily. Um, yes, she's the sex um, lady that's going to be talking about... The sex lady? The sex lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cut that. I'm sure she's got a much more important title than that. She has. She's the sex and relationships editor at Cosmopolitan magazine, which is quite a big deal. Big, more of a big deal than the sex lady. <laughs> so, Emily, welcome to Outlandish and thank you so much for joining us. Um, you have got a very, very cool job. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself um, and what a day in the life of, of Emily is? 
Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, sure. So I'm the um, Sex and Relationships Editor at Cosmopolitan Magazine, and I'm also a sexologist, journalist. Um, I do a bit of consulting and various other bits and bobs pertaining to sex and relationships. So my day is always a little bit different because of that. Um, mainly it's editing and writing, working with freelancers, working with cool um educators and individuals in the world of sex and relationships sometimes chasing down a story other days i get to do fun stuff like record with you guys or do some tv or radio um, and sometimes i am just uh, looking at the kind of the biggest trends in sex and relationships chasing down a story um, and kind of sitting at my desk and doing something that's generally quite boring but sometimes it's more glam and some days i get to do fun stuff like talk to you guys well, this is what I was going to go back to. So what is the... Um, but no, before you do, yeah. thanks for saying we're the fun stuff. <laughs> like when when someone from Cosmo says we're the fun stuff. Can you quote that actually? Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's so what going I was going to say, yeah, so a sexologist, tell us exactly what that means. And also I want to know what's your favourite kind of topic to cover? Is it like the juicier, the better? Well, it depends really. I mean, a sexologist is a one because it basically covers the study of sex so for me that began quite academically um and then i branched out into learning about sex women lgbtq plus perspective from a kind of trauma-informed and shame perspective some people who are sexologists also go into it in a very academic field so they become sex therapists some people like myself become sex educators and journalists and some people come at it from a really woo-woo perspective so they're all about um kind of somatic sexology and looking at kind of how we hold trauma in the body and using all kinds of woo-woo um yeah developments and and different techniques to to move through that and to feel much healthier and much better in terms of your sexuality so it's kind of broad but yeah it's basically the study of sex so for me yeah my favorite way of interpreting that is helping people to cast off their connection with shame culture look at what their blocks are in terms of why they feel negative about sex and start trying to think about it from a more humanistic and more joyful and more enjoyable perspective and there's a lot that makes us feel ashamed and a lot that stands in the way of that so the thing i like doing is i'm picking that and getting to the root of it so do you think there's still a lot of shame with sex i know there is with um i suppose religion so to speak but also I think the world is getting a little bit more kind of relaxed and yeah. with their approach to sex but where do you think the shame lies the most is and, it, ha and is how do so, you get rid of that yeah is it is it mainly from what you're taught in, from childhood is that where it comes from I think so yeah and it's it's weird because we have personal shame and then we have societal shame so we kind of have to come at it from two perspectives you've got your personal shame so anything anyone ever said to you the way you felt at school your sex education the way partners made you feel um, all of that we take on and that forms our personal relationship with shame but then we also have the broader societal shame so the way sex is presented in media what we read slut shaming of celebrities it all boils down to create this very specific brand of shame that we all carry around and some of it find some of us find it much easier to cast it off and ignore it than others some of us end up with it really deeply ingrained to the point where it's definitely an experience isn't it it's something that's happened to you personally then that could yeah. really kind of shape how you feel towards sex. It could be that one incident, I think, couldn't it? That, 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 that's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it does actually shame, uh, sorry, shape how you feel about, you know, different partners, I suppose, in the future. That, and that's quite sad, isn't it? Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. And we kind of, we hold on to that. And we especially hold on to that as women. I think it obviously affects us a lot more because there's more of a negative association with female sexuality than there is with male sexuality. And that's not in every single scenario. You know, you're right, things are changing. We've got amazing female-led brands. We've got amazing magazines that are, you know, publishing incredible advice and empowering stuff on how you should love yourself and how you shouldn't feel ashamed. There are so many sex toy brands out there now. Things are changing, but collectively we are all still struggling a little bit with this societal shame. And it's quite difficult to shake it off, especially with the way we speak to kids. They will take that with them and they will turn into grown-ups mm. who hold on to it. So that's kind of that's, what I'm trying to interpret. That's something I was going to ask you, Emily. I, I mean, I, obviously we're a bit older than you, um, but I remember sex education in school being something very brief did you get one of those books that had like stick kind of people? It was, it was yeah. just, it was almost like a tick box exercise because mm. that was on the curriculum. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was... Giggly. It was just, it was just... Right, we're going to talk about this now because we have to and it was all just very British and let's just... Okay, we've done that. Now move on. Mm. Um, like this is the time when so much of that is formed in your brain. Has it changed? Is it changing? And how important is that? It's definitely changing. And I'm really glad that it is. Even now to the point where we're giving kids so much information, parents are actually pushing back and saying, I don't really want my kids to learn about all this at such a young age. But that is a kind of, that's another discussion to be had. Yeah. But it's changed so much because I remember my sex education was awful, really cringe, didn't prepare me for anything. Um, and it is, you know, with each generation getting better. But I that's also, such, I mean... Sorry to interrupt you. That's such a valid point. It's like there's there's a... Well, from what I gather and what I hear, there's a lot of um, people having sex a lot younger. So it is the right thing to do is to educate them, you know, not encourage them, educate them on what's right and what's wrong and how, how they should deal with that as well. Absolutely. I mean, if kids are going to be doing it, you've got to be telling them how to do it yeah. safely, how to about it how to communicate to parents teachers guardians whoever exactly. that what is happening hey and and not dodgy because you know it's about ultimately protecting kids and making mm. sure that they are okay. um we don't want to get to a situation where no child is equipped with the right language so they can't talk about what's happening to them that's a bad situation to be in i totally agree and i think um i was really fortunate to have a very close relationship with my mum um, but not all of the, not all of my friends were, um, and I remember, you know, talking about. I, I could have that conversation with my mum where I was like, I think I'm ready, um, and she was just really honest with me. And you know, it's. I remember her saying, "It's really similar to." Um, I'd rather if you're going to go out and get drunk with your friends, I'd rather you do it under my roof where I know that you're safe in another mm. room. And if something happens, I can control that um, rather than you going to do it in a in an alleyway or sitting in a park with your friends. Kids mm. are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. You're never going to stop it. Um, but it's how safe it is. Right. And, and, and also the thing with phones and that these to deal days, with it. people filming stuff like this as well, which is. Yeah. They, know, and it, ruin, it ruins kids lives doesn't it if they post anything or you know then when we're talking well, about the shaming side of you know sex especially in the, the younger generation exactly and that's why sex ed is so important as well and why articles that we write for cosmo are so important because they are for quite a young audience you know we have to let people know what the laws are around digital image sharing we have to let people know how they can stay safe mm. you know 
some people are talking about the fact that Gen Z are known as the puritans because they don't want to have sex. They're frightened of it. They're scared of what might happen. They've com- they've been completely shell shocked by um, revenge porn, digital image sharing, what they're seeing online. They're terrified their own images are going to be shared. So they they've got this reputation for just not wanting to get involved with sex at all, which you can kind of understand in a way because mm. we feel quite shook by the idea of sex being such a negative thing because of the digital ramifications of what might happen Mm. um when we were all you know doing what we were doing when i was at school phones weren't really they didn't really have the capability social media didn't really have the scope or the reach and not it wasn't even around when me and lisa were at school (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't as much of a threat these things is that people know what our ages are No, but that, but that scares the life of me. Camera, yeah. yeah. It's not a risk, then you're not going to be as afraid. Whereas now mm. there's this whole other, you know, shed load of things that you've got to worry about. So you can see why sex education might be more important than ever. And also why kids might be a bit more nervous than ever. So part of the, the work I do as a journalist, also as a sex educator, as a sexologist, is tapping into good education, making sure it's available, making sure like the right information is available yeah. because well, I love social media. There's so much false information. There's so much shit online. Am yeah. I allowed to swear? Sorry. Yes, you are. Go for it, Emily. Uh, uh, Say it how you feel, girl. <laughs> you know, when it makes me really wound up. Yeah, because no, go for it. Mm. So, much, so much false information. And, you know, kids are, they're receiving that. Yeah. And, you know, they're watching viral videos. And it's not only about false information. It's about slut shaming it's about you know negative messages around female sexuality it's about things like body count it's about things like how you smell down there or anything yeah and it's terrifying young people so we need to as journalists and as educators be the antidote to that by putting positive you know self-affirming correct information out there which you know social media is a double-edged sword it's great for that but also it does create a platform oh, for I love that really, though yeah, that gave that, me goosebumps actually Emily do you know what the thing that. is we we did speak about it actually I think last week about you know sex being part of um an adult everyday kind of life you know when you're kind of married or you're in a relationship and it's not something to be ashamed of and that's the thing we don't want the Gen Z kind of population obviously having sex too young but when they do get to a stage not being scared of it and not being you know worried I've actually got goosebumps look at that yeah, it's amazing. Um, not uh, not being not being worried of like you know that their maybe their first experience or their ongoing experience that they can have an I just, argument I just and, think and, it, and it might ruin that. It's it's just, it's just it's sad actually. There's isn't so it? much more to think about than there used to be years ago. So there are so many things to question. Yeah. But what if and but maybe and whereas years before when we didn't have all of the social media and the phones and the things like that. It wasn't even a concern. There's just a lot more overthinking now. So actually to ask you then, um, for people that are listening to this podcast, what would be your top um, couple of tips, you know, to, to make sure that something like that didn't happen, that, you know, that they didn't end up feeling ashamed or being shamed? I think the first thing you can do is to have a strong sense of self, which is obviously much easier said than done. But if you are going to match with people on dating apps, send images to people you don't know. Um, just have a really good sense of where your boundaries are. Really mm. think about it. Write down a list if it's useful to you to be like, what am I okay with and what am I not? If someone uh, I've been chatting to for two days is like, you owe me a picture, 
do I think that's acceptable? No, if not, that's, no, it's not. <laughs> also, do you know what? If they were going to get down to the nitty and gritty, would you would you think it it would be okay to say leave phones outside the room? Is that something? I mean, yeah, I, listen, I think, I'm old, <laughs> but do you know what I mean. In this younger generation, would that be a, a sensible thing I think to say? Yeah, I mean, we obviously with the Stephen Bear case, with what mm. happened. That's what I was just thinking really about. Yeah, and it really made people think, how do I know that I'm not being filmed without my consent? Mm. It, you're well within your rights to say to a partner, can I just check that there are no cameras here and actually can you leave your phone out there? You're going to feel That's a lot complete. more relaxed as well, aren't you? And do you know what? I just want to say this because um, I know George, uh, Georgia and all power to her for turning such yeah. a negative situation. And making it aware out there that people she understand. She just turned the power and took it mm. all back and made it her. So bravo to her yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was was incredible the bravery that it took to do that because when we talk about shame that's a key like key example of how a victim often feels ashamed doesn't want to come forward doesn't want to put their face on the case and say this happened to me because they'd be worried about what yeah. people might think Georgia took it and said you know what it's already happened I don't care I'll be yeah. the face of this yeah well, what a great way to look at it listen Emily we could talk to you for ages and no, we always like say hours. this like for hours <laughs> yeah thank you so much but we're yeah we're gonna have to cut it short but hopefully one day we can get you in the in the studio and do a longer version it's been, do you it's been drink very wine? insightful do you drink wine Emily <laughs> I would drink wine with you guys in the studio happily <laughs> okay so I'm we're she's coming in she's coming she's in she's coming in we're, we're and get, you know what I just think we'll it's get the wine in Emily and we'll have a good long yeah, chat yeah I just think it's really important I love what you've said just to kind of you know protect the gen z kind of generation and older, older generation or anyone that goes on these dating sites it's really important so thank you so much emily where can people find you if they yeah. want to know a bit more Obviously about cosmo. You, what you do <laughs> yes exactly mm -hmm. But what's your yep, you can on cosmo.com slash UK or you can find me at Emily Lavinia UK on Instagram, Emily Lavinia on TikTok and Twitter or you can find me at emilylavinia.com if you want to look at my website and the work I do. Brilliant. Thank you Emily, so you much. are a busy girl because not only are you doing all these things, you're keeping all of those social platforms updated. That's a whole job in itself. Um, Brilliant. You know what, sometimes it really feels that way. Thank yeah, you so right. much for having me. Please really come in and drink wine with us soon and, and talk more with us. We'd really love that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bye, darling. Emily. See you later. Bye bye. So Emily's coming back. She was amazing. I really, really loved her. I, I think we both got goosebumps during that, didn't we? Totally. Yeah. I think um, what she had to say and the work that she's doing is amazing. So um, yeah, let's bring her on and definitely drink wine together. And um, it's really the, the message is really important, which is the main thing as well, isn't so it? Important. So important. And actually, yeah, so thank it's, you, it's, Emily. It's quite freaky actually to think that the new generation are. Are getting so scared of sex. Yeah, didn't realise that actually. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. Well, let's see listen. if Auntie Mel and Auntie Lisa can't do something <laughs> yeah. about that. Well, listen, as always, towards love the end line, of the show, line. towards the end of the show, yeah, we do that. Well, at the end of the, the show, we do the love line. So here we go. Hi, girls. My husband had an affair about 10 years ago. It was painful, but I managed to take him back and even learn to stop bringing it up every time we have an argument. Now, this is the thing we always talk Ooh, about the, when you yeah. bring things up. Let it go. So, um, 
So I feel like our relationship has been good for the last seven or eight years since then. However, just before Christmas, I went to my husband's work Christmas party. I kept I kept noticing him chatting away with one of his very attractive, I might add, work colleagues. Since then, I've managed to convince myself there's something going on. I love that. I've managed to convince Aww. myself. And this is the problem. Like you, you kind of almost torment yourself, yes, isn't it? I'm now getting obsessed over it and keep checking his phone. Am I crazy or is this a woman's intuition? Now, your husband had an affair 10 years ago. It's weird because I spoke to someone. You're not crazy. I spoke to someone in the office briefly about this and um, they said that they would have left his heirs. But it's it's not always as plain plain sailing as that no. you know there are a lot of affairs that do recover so that's i don't think that's always the be all and, and we, end all but we've talked about this on yeah. previous episodes where actually yeah. an affair can be a bit of a like a making point for a relationship but you but no one knows what's going on apart from you soon if it's exactly. a reoccurring fact so um this is the thing i think she just needs to realize or, or not realize um like take into account is it something that when you say you've let it go, have you really let it go? Yeah, this is it. And that's it. And I think like, um, is the trust broken after an affair? Oh, this is, And this is what, when we spoke to, um, I think Lucy Beresford, she was saying, yeah. um, you know, sometimes it can, it can be like a, a, a an eye opening and realise what, what yeah, you've got exactly. and what you want to But I will keep. say one of our good friends, Nicola, mm. uh, our noodles, um, she always says, Never ignore your gut, it's there for a reason. Yeah. And I think it's a really important thing. You know, you just get that that gut feeling, um, just that that intuition, it's there for a reason. And I think sometimes we just get a feeling and we know, but See, in, is, in this is situation that feeling being driven by what happened before. What happened before, and you just happen to see he might have been having that conversation with lots of different people, but you've honed in on the really attractive one and yeah. gone, oh. Well, if I was going to have an affair, it would be with her. So yeah. she's the one. It's a really tricky one. My mum would have said, you've got two options, girl. You either put up and shut up or you get out. Yeah. And and it's kind of, if you've chosen to move past it, as difficult as it is, you've, you've kind just got, of got to, to let to, it go. Let it otherwise go, then, let it go. Let it go. That's <laughs> why I don't do the singing. Mel does. <laughs> but... Or Without, if anyone's got their AirPods in <laughs> listening to that. You might want to take them out now. Um, yeah, I, listen, I wish you all the best with this, but I really do think um, it's only you that can answer this. Yeah. Uh, and it's either something that, you know, has, has triggered from the past and what happened. I think or, have the conversation as well, because yeah. I think, again... And find out. Maybe, maybe, maybe meet her. But no, have the conversation I don't with mean that stalker. <laughs> Hello. Um, I think have the conversation with your husband. Go look. I'm going to be honest. Mm. I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Is, see, this, is there anything in that? Yeah. You know? And let him talk to you. You'll know. But it's also if she's feeling it and she's watching them have a conversation. There's like you. You know when some two people are having a conversation, it's completely platonic. Or I don't know. Do you, I don't. I, I get myself confused there because you, I, I think, think you sometimes can, you can, can read into it. But yeah, you, you can really trick your your mind can trick you into believing you've seen something you haven't because mm. that's where your head's going. Um, but equally, I think you know if you have that conversation with your husband, just be honest and go. Listen, that really made me feel away. He, might, you might have one conversation and you go, he, "Oh my god, I've this been ridiculous." Yeah, yeah. Because there are situations. I've done it myself. I am very much. I can take one. 
add it to two and get to 97 in 0.03. Yeah. I can do that quite easily. My brain can jump to conclusions. So yeah. sometimes having that I think we're all capable of it. So yeah, I think, I think that's great advice actually from you, Mel. For Thanks, Lee. <laughs> No, I should drink tequila more yeah. often. No, that, that, that is, I think that's probably the best advice. Have the conversation, Have conversation. with your husband before jumping to 97. Mel does. Guys, it's been brilliant. As, as, I just think we deteriorate as every episode goes on. So After, yeah, thanks for sticking that. with us. Yeah. Um, you know where we are. We love you. We love you. Like, follow, subscribe. All the rest of it. And actually get over to our YouTube channel. It's actually spelt though, outlandish. The I has got is um, a one. Is it? I think so. I mean, it is. It's outlandish. It's spelt. It's, it's with a one. I feel like I want to check this because I don't okay, trust. Do it. I don't trust her in any way, shape or form. That's not a very nice thing to say, is it? <laughs> it is outlandish do with you a one. Tr- All right. Do you trust you? Yes, I'm going to show you. For a minute. <laughs> you know where we are uh, on follow us on socials on Instagram TikTok uh, like follow subscribe um, and get us on all of your uh, podcast platforms oh and there you go oh no it's a oh yeah look outlandish with a one she's right thank you very much <laughs> goodbye until next time <laughs>